0: Welcome back, everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Samwise Yaboinski podcast. We're so excited! Wonderful, wonderful special guest today, but as always, uh, Samuel is here as well. How are you, Samuel? I'm fantastic. I'm really happy these days. How are things in Chriswell? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. I'm I'm extra excited right now because I've discovered uh, football, soccer. Yeah. Who knew? It's a beautiful sport to watch and the World Cup is still unfolding and is super fascinating and I got to say I was a little silly American up until maybe a week or two ago and you know wasn't I had never really sat down and given given mm-hmm. soccer a full shake and it's a really relaxing game until it's not Like you're watching it. It's almost like the ocean going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, uh, it gets all exciting. And then something, you know, wonderful might happen or not. And then it goes Mm. back to this like ocean back and forth. And I don't know. I've been really into it. and uh, my Benjamin, my 15-year-old and I have been watching a bunch. And that's a long way of saying it's even more appropriate because of our wonderful guest who is up to her nose in football. I believe, because of her <laughs> they're very active in the town soccer, uh, but more so has been the driving force behind our comprehensive sexuality education program and our RE, the backbone of uh our family ministry and RE program. It's Wendy Conroy. Welcome, 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 so Wendy. To you here.
1: Thank you, thank you. Uh, good to be here. And I just want to say uh, I was a soccer player from the age of eight until well wow. into my forties. Played oh, wow. in a women uh co ed league and women's leagues all around Boston and et cetera. So would still play if I wasn't too injured from I didn't playing know for that. so many years. Yeah. Yeah. So huge, huge soccer fan. Wow. And yeah. your husband
0: Coach too, right? Doing Charlie
1: well, Charlie grew up in Ireland, right? So he mm, right. he grew up playing soccer and rugby just like as a kind of everyday thing. And yeah. yeah, he, so Charlie and I started on the soccer board for Beaumont second soccer when our kids were little. And wow. then I kind of did a three year term and moved on to other stuff. And he stayed on the soccer board for a number of years. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So and we you, are soccer I, family
0: watching it too now.
1: I quite enjoy watching it. It's pretty much the only sport I will, I'll watch rugby too. But, um, yeah, like I, I, it's one of my favorite sports. I am a fan of all the women's soccer as
0: well. Mm. So oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that for, if you're a soccer fan in America, you were getting a far more joy from the women's team for a long time than from the men.
0: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. So went to the world cup in 99 when it was here and, um, hope mm-hmm. to go to another one to the women's world cup. Yeah. Yeah. Hope to go to another women's in, Oh, actually went up to Montreal and went to it there as well when it was uh, wow. up in Canada. So, mm. so um,
0: fascinating. Yeah. Well, it's been, a, it's been a fun addition to the holiday season this year. To It be was sure.
1: way better on Thanksgiving than football, American football. I'll tell you that.
0: I know. I actually, there was a point where there was football, and I've been a football fan, American football fan for a long time too. And there was a point where a World Cup game was on and football was on, and I was watching the World yeah. Cup games. I oh, was yeah. like, it was wild. I was like, who am I? What is this? We,
1: we had the fight between the dog show and the World Cup. So we had to oh. flip between the dog show and the, because that's about the only thing that's going to beat up soccer in our house is animals. So yeah, so we had to flip between the two.
0: <laughs>
1: that was that was our household fight. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So tell me about how you all found First Church. How did it begin? How did you land mm-hmm. with us many years ago?
1: So I had heard about the OWL program before I was even at First Church. I had a friend from grad school who had been brought up UU. So I I went to undergrad in California, at UC San Diego, and worked in their sexual health and um, sexual assault prevention programs as a student. Then worked at Planned Parenthood afterwards when I graduated for a few years before going to grad school to get a public health degree from Michigan, go blue. And, um, Oof. Oof. At Michigan met a friend who was UU, and we were talking about my Planned Parenthood work and she mentioned this program she had grown up with called at that time it was called about your sexuality. AYS. Oh yeah. Um, I, I they went. changed it to owl at some point. And, uh, and then when we moved here, I met someone who went to the church. They, they moved to California. They no longer go. And she was German. And she loved the sexuality education program as a German person thinking that, um, you know, American sex ed was lacking, which she is correct about. So uh, I think she's the one that mentioned it to me from a local perspective. And when we joined the church, I looked into teaching it. We joined the church in 08, 2008, and then I started teaching in 2009. And then we expanded the program in 2012 to include the fifth and or sixth grade students. Yeah. Uh I think it was two thousand and eleven or th- two thousand and twelve, I think. Um yeah. So I have been the OWL coordinator for oh gosh, for a number of years. At least ten years, but teaching mm-hmm. since 09
0: So it was the OWL program that brought you guys into the church in the
1: yeah. first. I always say sex ed got me in the church. Yeah.
0: That's- And when did you start being the religious education sort of assistant to?
1: Oh, gosh. I want to say uh, probably around 2011, 2012. And it was supposed to be temporary. (laughs) So they hired somebody. And I didn't work Sunday mornings because I was still playing soccer. And I was like, no, I'll just do admin, like organizing stuff for you during the week. But I can't come in Sundays because I got my soccer game. And that lasted for a long time uh, as well. and <laughs> so well, My knees gave out. Um, uh, yeah. So I want to say that and I laughed because I did, it was five hours and it was, it was temporary until I found mm-hmm. somebody else and they never found anybody else. So oh. yeah.
0: yeah. And so I was- have the
1: unique perspective of being a member and a staff person.
0: And w- was that three or four religious educators ago?
1: Oh, so it was Laurel it was Laurel. And then yeah, Laurel and Charlotte now mate. So but when I joined the church, it was Diane.
0: So uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we so Diane was also a religious educator, my first religious educator that I worked for as a volunteer at the Arlington yeah. Street Church. <laughs> where I was already in seminary doing comparative religion and she gave me a room full of seventh and eighth graders and told me to teach them the Bible. Ooh. No (laughs) curriculum, no. but of course, this is what I was studying. And so it was more of a vote of confidence in the fact that I could figure out something compelling for seventh and eighth graders. Mm -hmm. And Uh, there was one moment where I had a huge mural out and I was reading them the book of revelations and they were drawing seven headed dragons and uh, uh, it was was wild. It was really fun. Um, Well, so before we go back into the sexuality education, just a tiny little moment, I am so grateful. I, I think I've worked with different configurations of religious educators before, but there's something really special about the team of you and Nate right now. I mean, partially because it seems like you could be cousins, right? Or siblings.
1: My girls call him Uncle Nate.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Really? He has the
1: red hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's very that. sweet. But, Uncle but also I think
0: more deeply there's a real beautiful balance between obviously um between the kind of creativity and the and the sort of wisdom that he brings and then all of the kind of clarity organization and sort of uh the kind of the connection to families i think that you bring in a really in a really beautiful way so so maybe just say a little bit about what it is like so far this collaboration with Nate
1: uh, I think you just described it well. Like, I think we complement each other well. Um, and that's not to say that he's not organized in his own way and I'm not creative in my own way, but I think 100%. I joked with him that he's, uh, like, I hate arts and crafts, detested them with oh, every really? fiber of my being. Right. Oh, so that's funny. I'm like, Nate, you're the arts and crafts guy. Like you're the creative guy. And then I'm the. I'm the let's make it work. I'm going to be the person to think out the logistics. And, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go at it that way, um, which is helpful. Uh, and I think we just, we have a lot of shared interests and we have a similar sense of humor, which is really yeah. important.
0: <laughs> well, um, and I, you, the logistics and I think one of the things I most appreciate about you on the team too is, you understand people on a very deep level, you know, you understand the system of our families, you understand the individual personalities and, and I've, you know, four years in have been so grateful for the ways in which you've sort of helped us connect with and, and cultivate uh, all the families that we have. And that's, that's huge being able to navigate that. And both as a, you know, father with three kids in the program the way that you reach out to the families, the way you have that communication loop is is really helpful and really effective, especially now when so many churches are just hemorrhaging families. The fact that we have this kind of connected, thriving uh program is is really a testament to both of you and and how you've been working so hard and so well together. So anyway, um thank good.
1: you. I I just I guess I having been a parent going through Belmont and living at the church and other things, it's kind of just do, well, what would I want to know? How how would I like that information? You know, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Like I can see that family struggling. My family struggles. How can I help them? Like, you know, that kind of stuff. So Well, um,
0: and that's, that's a good segue to, into the, the owl, uh, program that we have now. And so for anybody who doesn't, who knows very little about it, could you say a little bit about sure. what we do and, and why, and, and then we'll sort of dig into this moment and what comes next?
1: So OWL stands for Our Whole Lives. My children, for the longest time, thought I was teaching about birds, literally, <laughs> thought I was going to talk about birds uh, on Sunday yeah. evening. And then when they found out that it was actually sex ed, they were horrified. I think they would Mm -hmm. have preferred if it had been birds. Oh, um, being the, being the child of an owl teacher brings its own special joy for the children. Yeah. Um, but I did, I just have to tell very funny. My, um, my older daughter's at Tufts University and she was talking to one of her sweet mates. Uh, and she finds that she says something to me about owl and he's in the room and he goes, hold on, owl. He's like, you took owl. And she goes, my mom is the OWL teacher. And he goes, no, no, I'm a UU. I took OWL. He's like, wait, your mom was the OWL teacher? Oh, uh, God. He <laughs> <I> was <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she like, oh, my God, Mom, it follows me even to college. But um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, OWL stands for Our Whole Lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a curriculum that was designed by the UU and the United Church of Christ churches together. Uh, they hired a whole bunch of professional sexuality education, educators, public health, social workers, all that kind of stuff to put together this comprehensive progressive sexuality education program. Um, they periodically update it. Uh, and um, it's basically used all around the country, probably even in Canada as well, uh, in both church settings and non-church settings. So, for instance, I had two kids who took it with me. Uh, and their mom works at Arlington Community Ed, and she loved it so much, she started it over at Arlington Community Education. So they offer a program, which I've taught sometimes as well, um, there just to the school kids of Arlington. Wow. Um, some churches will allow community members to join. Our church is one of those. Other churches just keep it within their church community. You see it at um, a lot of private schools, Quaker schools, some of the Montessori, things like that. Uh, and pieces of it get used all the time in all sorts of different programs and um, sexual assault prevention programs. I use lots of it when I do parenting programs or I do um, presentations at high schools around healthy relationships and things like that. So it's a really great curriculum. It The flagship is the eighth and well, it's grade seven through nine curriculum. We offer it for eighth graders and some ninth graders if they want to take it. There's a high school version. There's a middle school, like fifth, sixth grade version. There's a kindergarten version. There's a young adult version, an adult version, and an older adult version. So uh, that's why it's called lifespan curriculum. Because the idea is that, you know, for your whole life, sexuality is part of your life. And sexuality isn't just the birds and the bees and, um, you know, sexual intercourse. Sexuality is this whole broad spectrum of, um, ideas and values and beliefs and roles that affect us as people. So, you know, gender identity, sexual orientation, sexualization of people, um, like, uh, how we use sex in advertising, how we see sex used, uh, in pornography, uh, how people learn about sex, uh, you know, through social media. Sexuality does obviously include reproduction and, you know, anatomy and physiology and how we think about birth control or sexually transmitted infections. But then it also can get into, um, you know, gender roles and ideas about, uh, relationships and what makes good relationships or unhealthy relationships. So Mm -hmm. it's a very, very broad, uh, idea about how this informs so much of our life and, yeah uh, mm. all the research has shown particularly with young kids and teens that having a comprehensive sexuality education meaning looking at this whole broad story has the most positive outcomes in um people's sexual you know development their journey etc versus mm. if you have abstinence only programs that they don't tend to help people make the choices that, um, let them have the the lives that they want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've loved this program for a long time and I actually got to teach it, um, a little while ago. And I think one of the real amazing things to me was, uh, one of the classes kids got to practice asking each other out on dates. Oh, yeah and then we reflected on well what actually worked in that and what made it easier and we're just thinking back to you know it's like such a delicate moment and and you know people getting to ask same gender folks out on a date people get, and then and the conversation that ended up happening was oh i remember this one young man in particular he said Oh, so it's a lot easier if I'm asking somebody to a very specific event and you could just see this light bulb go off and you could see almost four or five horribly awkward experiences that he just didn't have to have going forward, Mm -hmm. like stumbling through asking somebody to some sort of general, who knows what kind of thing, you Mm -hmm. know? and, And so I think the thing that's so magic about it is it's part of this, um, you know, embodied spirituality, the fact that our, all of our lives are part of this path, right? And so our sexuality and our relationships and all of it is woven in there and, and we get it at such an early age, you know, which is my son, Ben, just went through it. And um, it's, it's fascinating to see the ramifications and just all the things that are sort of working itself out. But so are we right now, which of the sections are we doing just those two, but then.
1: Yeah. So right now we offer the eighth grade program and again, take some ninth graders. And then in March we'll start the program for fifth and sixth graders. And then we have talked about um, doing a kindergarten curriculum, uh, kindergarten, first grade, Uh, that curriculum is still not published. I just received the PDF of it to see what the new updated version looks like. So I want to take a look at it and see um see what it looks like and then kind of talk to our families and see are they interested or are they not? What would they be interested in if we did like an abbreviated version of it? Cuz you know some of these are like 10 week commitments and um for some people that's a lot versus if you say okay, we'll do a, a shorter one right now um just to kind of get them introduced to the topic that can be a nice way to ease them into it. And the, with the kindergarten curriculum, and it's been a long time since I did the training for it, uh, I, you know, it was really designed to be either something that parents could join in and do with their kids, uh, or even do at home. So, um, you know, it really, uh, it kind of just depends on the enthusiasm of parents. For that, uh, we have all sorts of great books that we've added to our owl library that talk about all these topics. There's all sorts of great videos now that people can um, use. So even if we don't end up doing the traditional offering, we can certainly have resources that parents can access, um, you know, kind of as they choose to, as they want to. And the real thing with kids at that age is getting them to start. Thinking about uh, you know safe touches and um, consent and and yeah. understanding how to um, properly uh, identify parts of their bodies so that you know mm-hmm. they when they're talking about something you know what they're talking about and they know what they're talking about and you're you know you're both talking about the same body part for example um, and you, you know uh, starting to very casually explore the ideas of gender roles and things like that. But a lot of it is really about um just getting them to be comfortable with their body and recognizing their autonomy in their body and, um and feeling comfortable about yeah. that. Because mm-hmm. when you start to get to the fifth and sixth grade and you're seeing puberty happen, um, you know, and you're seeing them kind of shift away from the family more to the peers, that's when you start to really want kids to have, in place, a comfort level if possible, um, and, um, values to help them kind of navigate what's coming. Right. Uh, because they're going to start getting a lot of information, much of it inaccurate. Um, they're going to start getting a lot of pressure from peers. Uh, some of it good peer pressure and some of it not good peer pressure and, uh, and they're, body will be changing at the same time, not just hormonally, but neurologically, they found out that there's so much going on in brain development that's interacting with our hormones. So when you talk about puberty, you can't just say it's, it's the hormones anymore. It's also the brain development, mm. which is significant wow. up until they're tw- into their twenties. Right. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's helping to give them a foundation so that as they kind of start to have to navigate a, these much more um, serious uh, or life altering changes to their physical being, um, they have, you know, some of the tools to do that or they know where to go to get those tools. Like I spend a lot of time saying to them, I got this information from Plant Parenthood or I got this information from right. the Trevor Project or, you know, advocates. Uh, for sexual youth advocates for sexuality, or you know, whatever my resource yeah. is. So, because my feeling is kind of the content is great, and I want them to get it, and want them to ask me questions. Mm. But what I really want is for them to know how to get that accurate content going forward. So, I'm I, you know, will look for TikTok references. I'll look for Instagram right. um, references. Um, that kind of stuff so that they can access it in a way that is, um, useful. And we've had over the years, a lot more requests for information on mental health. So Mm -hmm. we now talk about that, even though that's not in the official OWL curriculum, we'll spend some time talking about mental health issues, um, eating disorders, cutting anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, because you start to see it pop up when they get into, um, Middle school, particularly the seventh, eighth, and ninth years.
0: Yeah, yeah. even now in elementary school, you know. Oh well,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. One of the things that I like most, we've started a couple times in um, in the parent orientation sessions. Sometimes I forget. Oh, it was in a little flyer called "Be an Askable Parent." I think. Yeah. yeah. It was talking about how you know, as parents, we're the primary sexuality educators, but that they're kind of all the time, or children, really everybody, but especially the children, all the time learning about intimacy, learning about connection, learning about relationships just by watching us and by somebody was saying, um, not just the words that you say, but the music behind the words that you say. So if you're saying, you can tell me anything, you can ask me anything, but the music is I'm absolutely terrified of this conversation. Please do not say another word that, that, you know, that's part of what they're hearing. And um, I think especially many of our folks, as you use, like really want to be progressive, really want to be an askable parent, really want Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. have a kind of open relationship with their kids. And sometimes once kids might, you know, actually ask us questions, sometimes you can kind of clamp up and, um, so yeah, I think the parent education piece is, is super helpful as well. Um, and having a community of parents to kind of move through all of this with, um, I wonder, I would,
1: yeah, go I ahead. was just going to say, I like when you talk to people about being an askable parent, everyone dreads like the, where do babies come from? Or what, you know, I heard this on the bus. What does it mean? But really what you want to be doing is talking as much as you can about values. Right. And so like, I always like to do it like by, you know, we're watching a TV show together and wow, that relationship doesn't look very healthy to me. Right. And, you know, say, hey, wh- what do you think of that? Like, are, like that, that seems like that would hurt my feelings if that was me. What do you think of it? So, mm. you know, or a song comes on and I'm like, oh, I really like this song. And I, I love that this young woman is singing about feeling strong or, you know, whatever it is. So th- that's such an easy way to start the conversation without having to get into the nitty gritty, which is what seems to make people so nervous. And yeah. again, it's so narrowly focused on like the sex or the reproduction or the STIs, right? Right. And it's such a much broader conversation or, you know, or gender roles, right? Or, um, or sexual orientation or gender identity, just, you know, topics that don't necessarily to every parent feel so stressful um, right. as the actual like reproduction biology piece, which which it seems to to trip up a lot of parents. Because honestly, you can buy books for those,
0: right?
1: Um, and you can say to your kid like, "Hey, why don't you know? You had a question about it. Here's this great book. Why don't you read up on it, and then we can talk about it?". And the book may be enough for them at that point, but for them to know that you are talking to them about in our family, this is what we believe. In our family, we support this. And you know, um, that's where I really like to, to get parents to start talking. And there's all mm-hmm. sorts of great tools to, to do all this stuff anyways. Planned Parenthood has an amazing um resource where you literally can put in like my kid asked me this question. What are some suggested answers? Wow. So um
0: That's fantastic. You know,
1: yeah. So there's all sorts of amazing resources out there, and I yeah, I like to steer parents with them. We give them a very healthy um, resource spreadsheet,
0: mm, yeah, <laughs>
1: like divided by topic, so they have many many choices if they want to go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's super fascinating. I'm so glad we do it, and incredible that we're starting the adult owl this year too, yes. right?
1: Yes, there is going to be uh, a four, I believe it's. Four sessions. I'm, I've just been on the periphery of this because it's happening exactly when I'm doing the eighth and ninth grade. But Rand, um, current Morgan will be leading it and Rand worked at Planned Parenthood for a number of years. Uh, and I believe it is four Sundays, uh, starting in January. So I'm bummed that I won't get to sit in on it and see it in action. Um, but because I'll be with my eighth and ninth graders, I already warned them. It might be a little loud because if we're taking a break when they're taking a break, it could be an, a mixing of owls could be mm-hmm. interesting. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. So, uh, it should be good. I'd, l- I'll be excited to hear what comes out of it. So, I mean, they all, like I said, they also have owl for younger adults, which I know they offer at the Arlington Street Church in Boston, you know, where they tend mm-hmm. to have a younger population, anyways. Yeah. Um, and then owl just for middle aged adults, I guess. Um, so, uh, so we'll see how it goes and what the reception is like. And if it's something, you know, to do a little bit, to do more, to kind of broaden and expand. So.
0: Yeah. Well, oof, super fascinating. Yeah. Well, as we do with everybody, there's also some time if you have questions for either Samuel or myself. Hmm. About anything at Maybe all.
1: Anything? Oh, no. <laughs> you all. Uh, no, Sam, I guess I'm wondering when you meet new families, how many of them have heard about OWL before coming to the church versus you're telling them about it for the first time?
0: I tend to notice that um, people who have heard of OWL are, are, are specifically interested in coming to the church for OWL. So, yeah. you know, sometimes if I'm, you know, if, if we got our church booth out on town day or something, I'll get parents coming up to me and saying, do you guys do OWL? Or I heard about you guys do OWL, you know, how do we, how do we sign up kind of thing. So there are people who are informed about OWL. Um, but, uh, I think the average sort of family just, just coming in to like, like, because they're church shopping often don't know what OWL is. Yeah. Uh, Or they have little, little kids so they
1: haven't thought that far ahead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's that. Yeah. Well, we a huge huge gratitude to both you and and what, what you were saying to before about the curriculum i mean people might not know but you and and, and also rick hawkins yes. who's been a long-time collaborator with you on this yes. um, you
1: and both- i want to say siobhan o'neill Clifford bachman yeah. um Stefan frank they've all been teachers with me too for many years in the past and they were really good at helping us up keep the curriculum, you know, kind of relevant and updated while we were waiting for the OWL powers that be to update it. Um, so, and I actually worked with a student at Tufts to kind of keep, make sure our language was still updated. And some of the, you know, there was one scenario where they said the World Wide Web instead of like saying <laughs> online. And we were like, eh, let's change. You know, and OWL, like, I think the OWL publishers and, the, you know, UUA and the UCC OWL coordinators have done their very good at, at updating as they can, but it's also a matter of resources and, right. you know, Um and they have a large lifespan curriculum that they're uh, keeping an eye on. So it's, it's I imagine it sometimes feels like whack-a-mole. Okay. I fixed this one. Now let me go to that, you know, <laughs> that, that. <laughs> so, um
0: which is, you know, sort of makes sense. I mean, it's what mm-hmm. it's like because everything's yeah. changing so quickly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I will say if uh people are interested in any of the resources we use, they can just send us an email at owl at uubelmont.org and I'm happy to send them. Yeah, owl um, at uubelmont.org. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Happy to send them the resources. And they can find out about the programs and the different topics we cover
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh on the website. Rand did a great job of updating all that. So
0: yeah. um and we, you know, um there's teacher trainings too, and there's all sorts of opportunities for people to participate in
1: yeah if people are interested in teaching or um getting more involved they should certainly reach out to me the commitment to train to be trained for owl is like a whole weekend long like you know Mm -hmm. sleep away kind of thing which some people like, <laughs> and other people are like, "Oh, that's a, that's a little too much for me." Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um,
0: I I've had a pretty good time at it many years ago. Uh, it's I think
1: I went to two of them. Yeah, and the first one I had little little kids. I was like, "Yes, I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah. The second one, um, I think I ended up driving back and forth at night just because wow. the, the kids were just a little bit older and they were more uh, attached at that point. So, um, yeah, but. Some, yeah, some people really enjoy it. And and mm-hmm. I think there's even, for a while, they were doing some online offerings. And I don't mm-hmm. know, because of the pandemic, I don't know, uh, I'd have to look to see if they're continuing that,
0: but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for all of OWL, but then also for everything you're building and doing with Nate, for all of our families. You're really uh, an incredible gift to the whole community. So uh, thank you. I have enjoy you back it a lot. On to dip a toe into youth mental health crisis in a little while. Oh uh, yeah, but we
1: can definitely. This was a great that'll beginning. Be a, that's a, great, a, a yeah. big topic too. Yeah.
0: Sure. All right. So. Thanks for coming on.
1: Okay.
0: As Thanks always, Wendy. Thank You're welcome. You, Samuel. Uh, yeah. Wonderful to see you all. And thank you everybody for listening. Uh, be on the lookout. More episodes coming soon. I think we have a couple more this season and then we'll take a tiny break and then we'll come to you back in the spring. But uh, yeah. Thanks so much and wonderful to have you, Wendy, and thanks as always, Samuel.